0: They'll be out in a moment. Faye, Annie is here.
1: Oh, it flies now. Hello, Annie Inkworm. Hello, Melisander. My name is Faye. Uh, nice to meet you,
2: Faye. How are you feeling?
1: Better, I suppose, but Robert tells me that I am still very weak. I'm without a large amount of my former power. Oh, uh, sorry about that. It's no matter. I am told that what you did was necessary to free me. Thank you, Mela. Your pain has brought a kindness that is rare in this universe. I'm... Your are sorry? Within it, I see great suffering. But also, great hope and loyalty. It is the one of a strong heart.
2: Ah, thank you. I didn't know that was a thing you could
1: see.
0: Apparently mine is pretty bitter, so there's that. Actually,
1: it really is... Anyway,
0: Faye, you had some questions for Annie?
1: Yes. Miss Annie... Listen, before you say
3: anything else, I just want you to know I am so unbelievably sorry, and you have every right to be furious with me, and... I'm not. Oh.
1: Does your father know of what happened?
3: No, I haven't spoken to him about it. It isn't likely... He hasn't noticed, but I assume as long as nothing gets out, he won't make a move.
2: And you're sure there's nothing we can do?
3: Unfortunately, yes. Ingworm isn't just fashion and magazines. It's a megacorporation with its fingers and a whole number of different pies. My father has enough sway that he could wipe any news of this completely clean. And after that, we'd have to deal with him.
0: Not a great plan.
3: Is there anything we can do? I think as long as he's turning a blind eye to all this, we should be fine. Besides, we've got more pressing matters at hand.
1: I don't understand.
2: Someone put a virus in Morris and tried to have Annie killed.
1: Oh, jeez.
2: Yeah. Wait, Faye, you were connected to the station, right? Do you know who did it?
1: I wasn't connected, per se, as much as a living battery. The AI and I were not one in the same, and I don't think he knew of my presence. Even so, I would not have been able to sense it, anyway. After the first few years of my imprisonment, I fell into a dissociative state. The last thing I remember was being used. And then I woke up here. How were you captured, anyway? Stellaris are rare, and hard to come by. We spend most of our lives alone, although sometimes we meet others of our kind. I was on an uninhabited planet when I ran into an encampment that was drilling in the area. Apparently Mr. Ingram had been searching for a Stellaris for a long time. He was part of an initiative to find new and unique sources of power through alien life forms. I heard of it, but I thought it was using things like other species abilities.
2: It was, but they didn't care about making sure the people they were using were safe.
1: You know of the initiative?
2: No, no I just You know, heard of it.
3: Either way, this isn't good. There could be tons of other experiments going on, just like FaZe.
0: I had considered the possibility of sentient power sources before, but never like this.
3: I don't think it mattered if it was right. I think it mattered if it was possible.
0: Even so, I don't think it's about innovation. It's about power. What do you mean? Compared to other species, humans are relatively weak. Your endurance is above average, but a majority of your talents lie within your minds. You're not extremely strong or fast. You can't fly or manipulate any energy on your own. Compared to creatures like Fey or Mela, you're positively pathetic, physically. If I were Inkworm, I would want to be able to have an arsenal of abilities at my disposal to use whenever the need arises. It's about taking those above you and forcing them to call you master. People are always afraid of what they can't control.
1: Well said. Perhaps this is the case in which it would be best for me to, as you say, lay low...
2: That sounds like a good idea. What's the story for now?
3: Citrine says that Faye is just a Tylofen using their chameleon ability to take the form of a Stellaris, but they're stuck. It would be best not to use any of your more powerful
1: abilities from now on. I understand. Thank you.
0: Faye, why don't you go into the exam room and I'll run some tests now that you're awake. You two can, I don't know, do whatever.
2: It's late. There's two more days of the conference tomorrow. We should get to bed. Right, but first I'll just- come on. Hey, let go of me! Do you or do you not plan to stay up all night worrying about tomorrow? Well... That's what I thought.
3: I'll take the couch. This is ridiculous! The fact that you're policing me like some kind of anxiety-ridden child is stupid, and I won't stand for it, and I am not going to be dragged around like a child.
1: Are they...?
0: No, at this point I almost want to lose that bet. Raise your arm. Good. Deep breaths and don't tense it. Okay, it appears normal for now. Turn your arm.
1: Mr. Robert? Doctor. I'm sorry, Dr. Robert? Yes? Your hands are different.
0: Yes, they are.
1: I have seen people before with mechanical ones, but none like yours. They are quite advanced.
0: That's their job. Why have a toolbox when everything I need is right here?
1: But... but both of them are gone. Yes. I have not seen many people who are without all of their former.
0: Yes, well, how nice for you. Tends your arm. Good.
1: Dr. Robert. (sighs) Yes? How did you lose your hands?
0: It's, uh... It's a long story, Faye.
1: Oh. What is it?
0: I would rather not, at the moment.
1: I see. How about now?
0: No. Considering your recent trauma, I don't think it's something you should hear.
1: Someone took them from you.
0: (sighs) Have you seen my species before, Faye?
1: Yes, they're Alagians. Located on the Poev C-13 in the Kuiper Belt, they are most known for their long, elf-like ears and the ability to sense the emotions of those around them. Correct. Except, I mean no offense, sir, but you do not seem to be in touch with how those around you are feeling. Are you without this ability?
0: Yes. A long time ago, there was a Theralogen born with a different ability. No one knows precisely how it happened. Genetic mutations, environmental ones, or simply science gone wrong. Either way, this person was not, as humans call it, an empath. They instead could sense and manipulate the bodies of those they could see.
1: How are those two related?
0: Their power was tied to their emotions. The stronger they felt, the stronger their power, and the harder it became to control. Through many centuries, the person's genes spread throughout the species by means of reproduction. It was a very, very recessive trait and often skipped generations, but a very rare few possessed it. They were called Mahalkalai, bloodshakers.
1: And you are one of them.
0: I am. It's not an easy thing to be, and not a secret kept for very long. Even when everyone around you knows how you are feeling, except you, it's not hard to guess their thoughts. We are feared because of what we are born with, and because of what we can't control.
1: No one taught you how to control it?
0: No one was allowed to. Mahal Kalai are not allowed to be given any training on their powers, for fear they might use them for evil. Of course, our ignorance only led to our failure to understand what we could. The only thing we could do was hold down our emotions so that they never spun out of control. It was only a matter of time before I hurt someone. I was fighting with my parents. I don't even remember what it was about, but I just got so. so angry. I couldn't hold it in anymore, and everything went white, and the next thing I knew, they were, um. they were dead. I'm sorry They couldn't do anything too dire I was just a child who had no semblance of an understanding on what I could do They placed my brother and I in our version of foster care until we were of age I haven't seen him since The people I stayed with had various ways of dealing with my condition Most tried to ignore it while others showed their fear in more animalistic ways A few families believed they could cure me of it through prayer or magic Or whatever counts for science to them One in particular held the belief that my power was concentrated in my hands.
1: Oh no, did they-
0: No. They didn't cut them off. They burned them.
1: I am so sorry.
0: They were relieved of me soon enough. I received basic prosthetics until I left Planet for university. My roommate was adept in biomechanical engineering and designed a model that better fitted my needs. They were quite useful, I suppose, but- I still am what I am. There's no cure for that.
1: Can you heal?
0: (laughs) No. Don't you think I would if that were possible?
1: How do you know it isn't, sir?
0: My power isn't one for healing, Faye. It breaks and it hurts. That's all it does. And there will never be a day when I deem to use it on a patient. Everyone here has quite a low opinion of me. I'd prefer not to make it worse.
2: Hey, Robert, do you... Oh, sorry. Is this a bad time?
0: No, it's fine. Continue. Continue.
2: Really? You look like you've been crying
0: Noxious chemicals cause my eyes to produce excess fluid for protection. Continue.
2: Um. Okay. Well. Uh. You see. Um. Let me buy you a coffee. <laughs>
0: What the hell is that?
2: It's coffee.
0: No, it's whipped cream and liquid sugar masquerading as coffee. That is disgusting.
2: Shut up. You got black coffee at four in the afternoon, Edgelord.
0: I thought we were talking about your problems.
2: Oh. Right. So, uh, you know how I slept over at Annie's last night?
0: I was there when you made that particular scene, yes?
2: Right, right. Well, we went back to her place and I was like... Okay, I'll take the couch. But then she's like, no, 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 You're the guest. Take the bed. And I'm a little put off because, wow, that's weirdly generous of her. But we argue for a bit, and eventually she says, whatever, we'll just both take the bed. Who cares?
1: Oh,
0: boy.
2: So I'm thinking, okay, this is fine. I'll just stay on the far edge. But the next thing I know, I'm waking up with her hair in my face. And she smells like cinnamon, and I'm freaking out here. Does she know? Of course not! I got out of bed and had a crisis before she even woke up! If Annie ever found out, she'd kill me!
0: Huh. Wow, you're screwed. I know! Oh, cheer up and eat your confectionary heart attack. She probably doesn't even have a clue.
3: You sure? Positive. I moved back to the other side of the bed, and by the time I woke up again, she was already getting dressed. So, what are y'all gonna do? What do you mean? Nothing, of course. Are you kidding me? If she doesn't know, I'm certainly not going to tell her. Why would I? Uh, because y'all are in love with her, and you two just slept together? Shh, don't say it like that. The phrasing implies things. Well, okay, y'all didn't sleep together, but it's still something. Mm, No. Can you imagine what she'd think if she knew? I have a few ideas. Exactly. It's much safer this way.
0: More like cowardly.
3: Oh, hi, Morris. Thanks for finally dropping in. And no, it's not. Shut your stupid aluminum
0: face. Joke's on you. You never gave me one. Thank God. Look, Annie, allow me to offer you some advice.
3: Please don't.
0: You can make your own poor, misguided, ultimately insignificant choices, but it would do the rest of us some good if the two of you stopped spewing hormones at each other every time you're in the same room. It's far more annoying than your usual exploits. Oh,
3: whatever, Morris. Like you would know anything about love. Ha! So y'all admit it. You do love her. I... Oh, all right, fine. But this changes nothing.
1: Miss Citrine? Faye, honey, what are y'all doing out of the infirmary? I'm sorry. I was just wondering where Dr. Robert is. I have a question for him. Well, maybe we can answer it for you. What is it? Well, I understand that I will most likely, as you put it lay low for a while, and Dr. Robert has been very kind in helping me. I do not want to be a burden to him, so I was wondering, could I
3: perhaps help? I don't really think Robert is the kind of person to take on an assistant.
1: I know. I did not mean in the medicinal studies. I have observed that while he is very adept in the physical sense of the practitioner, some patients feel that his bedside manner leaves a bit to be desired.
0: So he is an (laughs)
1: Morris! Do not use that language around Faye, they're a child!
0: Mella doesn't even let me anyway.
3: And good for her! Faye, I think that's a great idea, but he might want to know how you're qualified. What exactly
1: do you think you want to do? I want to be an emotional prostitute! What? What? Yes, that is what Dr. Robert referred to as a therapist, yes? Uh, Faye, sweetie, that's not really an accurate description of the profession.
0: Actually, if you think about it, it kind
1: of is. Good lord, no it isn't. Before my capture, I traveled among many different species, learning of their ways. I do not have the formal education that Dr. Robert has, but I do have plenty of experience. It would be a good idea to have some kind of
3: counselor on station. Robert's great, but he's not the kind of guy you go to for professional mental health. That's true. Faye, if you can convince him, I don't see any
1: problem with it. Thank you, Miss Annie. And do not worry. Dr. Robert has told me of your plight with Miss Mella, and I have unwavering faith in your eventual copulation. Um...
0: See? Even the child knows you're pathetic.
1: I am getting really tired of people
3: who keep bringing that up. Inkworm is a production of Caldera Studios and is written and produced by Phoenix Tior, with editing assistance from Sarah Nahillam. The voice of Melisander was Anisha M. The voice of Annie Inkworm was Phoenix Tior. The voice of Robert Alfilion was Diego Rodriguez Sanchez. The voice of Citrine Carvalho Alyssa Shamad was Quinn Stevebold. The voice of Morris was Vincent Chow. The voice of Faye was Kit Stallman. All sound effects taken from SoundBible.com. Questions, comments, or concerns, email us at inkworm, that's I-N-K-W-Y-R-M, podcast at gmail.com, or find us on Tumblr at inkwormpodcast.